You do an awful lot of bad writing in order to do any good writing. Incredibly bad. I think it would be very interesting to make a collection of some of the worst writing by good writers. William S. Burroughs. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Leah Sins. Our quote was very on the nose today, because that's what this episode is. We are going to share with you a collection of blackmail. Sorry, our early writing. (laughs) Definitely, since we started talking about this episode, we've called it the blackmail episode from the beginning. So we throughout the month have been sharing samples of our writing and this and that and moments that we've found where it's like, no, that can definitely be better. Even the story of getting some of this early content has been a journey for us. And we do this. We are going to absolutely throw ourselves under the bus with our old writing to show you that that's okay. It is perfectly okay to start out writing garbage. And there will likely come a point when you are starting, you think that that writing is the best writing in the world. It is perfect. It is amazing. And the world needs to hear it. And then maybe a year or two or five years later, you'll look back on that and go, oh my goodness, that is trash. I'm a horrible writer because I thought I was so good at that time and I haven't made any changes. I haven't improved. And you'll start really looking down on yourself. And we want to share this with you to let you know that that's not true. Looking back at your old writing and recognizing that it was bad is a really good sign. It means you've changed. You recognize what bad writing looks like. Because I feel like a lot of us start thinking that we're good and then get better and we realize that the floor was really low initially. Because we simply hadn't done enough to recognize what good or bad looks like. When we first started talking about this episode, you knew exactly where to go for your content. So I, unfortunately, have some of my early writing immortalized on (laughs) fanfiction.net. It's under a name that I have not used since because I wrote Inuyasha fanfiction when I was in high school and early college. My username was, I think, Songo underscore 101. And so that's exactly what I did. I went to fanfiction.net. I searched up my old name. I searched up my titles because I still remembered the really bad cheesy titles from (laughs) this fanfiction and was able to find it again. It is immortalized because I will never remember and I will not be able to recover that account. So it's stuck. So if any of you listeners find it and recognize a really terrible line that we didn't bring up today, share it on our Discord because I want to see it. Yes, I would love to see what you think is really bad about the writing because I could honestly share the entire thing on here and just be like, it's all trash. It is all terrible. And I thought it was amazing. (laughs) So where did you find yours? I thought I had slipped by. Because I don't have any of the same computers and I didn't digitally archive. I did a little bit on Facebook, but they won't let us bring up the notes again. So I thought, okay, I'll just find some stuff from college. Not as bad. That was when I really started to try to learn how to write. And I was studying writing styles and this and that. Couldn't find my high school stuff. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then we remembered. Kelsey is a great friend of mine from that time. She and I co-authored something together. 
and we're joking haha yeah wouldn't it be cool if we could find it and we're like wait a second kelsey might have it and i thought i had escaped i thought i was like okay mine's not gonna be quite as bad no kelsey pulled through (laughs) so shout out to kelsey we now have some of our what we called the rats story where the the characters names were an acronym for r-a-t-s we thought we were so clever in high school (laughs) So a fair amount of what I'll be sharing for you guys today, especially the first chunk, is going to be from that rat's fiction. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read one of the excerpts from my Inuyasha fanfiction. And you guys are so lucky because I swore I would never dredge these up to see the light of day. I was going to let them die in obscurity online. But here, enjoy this hot mess. (laughs) I stepped into my first classroom, looked around, and found one empty seat next to a girl with black hair flowing around her face. On the other side was a boy with silvery white hair and wearing a baseball cap. Hi, my name is Songo. Is this seat taken? Oh no, you can sit there. My name is Kagome and this is Inuyasha, the said girl replied, pointing at the said boy. like it's not great but it completely falls apart at that last line yeah grammatically correct might have been the only grammatically correct thing in that whole thing (laughs) i just this is the high school version of the there's only one bed trope (laughs) oh no the only place for me to sit is next to the most attractive guy in the room Yes, because they would totally have the only open seat. (laughs) Which might say something about his body odor, perhaps. He's a teenage boy. (laughs) Is that sacrilege to say for any Yasha fans? (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's time to hear one of Lee's bad pieces of writing. In traditional me style, mine are a little shorter than yours. I have a couple of longer ones, but um, yeah, here we go. They were used to hearing him chuckle out his words in his creamy British accent. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Chuckle and creamy. Now that I have a little more skill in cooking, that's called like coagulated or seized. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. That is, that is a sentence. (laughs) We had a member of our friend group. I don't know if he was at this point, but he became a member of our friend group who was British and he had that accent and everyone... A creamy one? Apparently. (laughs) So we were trying to make the cast a little more international and high school us thought that that was a great plan. (laughs) So great for international inclusion, show diversity in the world. The other white country. Maybe not describe it as a creamy accent. (laughs) Anyway, this next one for me really represents that I was writing fan fiction, and so I knew nothing about proper formatting. I took a few more steps forward and looked at the thing on the ground. Scream. In asterisks, by the way. This can't be happening. I right here, but also right there. I'm not dead, or at least that is what Moroku says. No one can hear me, but I'm here next to them. Not good, not good at all, I said as I freaked out, pacing back and forth, following everyone as they left the hut. 
Moroku carried my body in his arms, fighting the urge to cry. <laughs> so romantic. Not only is it adorably teenager, but we do have some of that head hopping if we wanted to identify things we've talked about in other episodes. This is one of those excessive descriptions in dialogue, nonetheless, because it is one, I couldn't be bothered to write I'm, so it's just I right here, but also right there. I'm not dead, but I am, but I'm this, but I'm that. It is way too much. And I'm not dead, or at least that's what this character who's present says. Did we hear him say that? I don't think so. Okay, well, there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here, here you go. (laughs) It's so bad. Anyways, your turn. Oh, boy. I'm just stating a fact, Todd breathes stonily. How could you? Very stony there. (laughs) He breathed stonily. Yes. I think that was one of those avoiding the word said. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine that's a very raspy breath where it's like, <sighs> like, I don't know. How could you? <laughs> <sighs> it's a perfect example of why said is still a perfectly good word to use when you're talking because you don't need to say things like breathed stonily. And none of the actual text of the dialogue reflects the adverbs or even verbs used in the dialogue tag. I'm not sure I've ever stuttered in my writing since then, where I'd had a character start and then dash and then restart the word. I've had them restart a thought before, where they start to say something. Well, let me rephrase that. And I've had them like break and interrupt themselves. But this stuttering thing that he's doing as he's breathing stonily, apparently. Yeah. It's okay. I do that in one of my examples later. The last one I'm going to share from my fanfiction is the representation of my early writing and my terrible excessive descriptions. I loved going into every detail about a person. And this one is... Whew, It is very reminiscent of early 2000s YA style writing. He looked into my eyes, something burning deep inside his golden orbs. They looked like liquid gold. (laughs) My breath caught for a second. I looked down at my food and blushed. He had never looked at me like that before. We were still walking side by side, so it was easy for him to slide his warm hand into mine. He linked his fingers into mine so casually. My heart seemed to skip a beat. This is what I have been wanting forever. I was so happy. My fingers automatically curled up around and started to trace the back of his hand, memorizing its contours. I leaned towards him until our sides touched. I wanted to stay like this. I looked up at him and he was already watching me. A smile slid across his face and his eyes glistened. I could feel my cheeks flare with color, but I refused to look away from those enchanting eyes. (laughs) Because this is what romance is right here. It's all about them eyeballs. (laughs) Well, good little girl, I bet (laughs) the things that you were thinking about were not things you were going to write. (laughs) So we'll talk about the eyes. (laughs) 
oh, without the eyes and, you know, the golden orbs that looked like liquid gold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was really bad with that excessive description. You've gotten better, though. I, I have. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better. I no longer say orbs. That's generally a good sign, unless you're talking about a palantir, just... Leave that one alone. Yep. Leaps and bounds better. Well, and I'm always amused at how someone chooses to describe a character because I do so little of that in my current writing. But to say this person looked like this and it tells more about the person who is observing than the one who is being observed. And in this, it tells me you're a teenage girl. (laughs) Absolutely. Which is accurate. The character I was writing was a teenage girl. So, I mean, it works. But also, it's so bad. All right, you're up on the chopping block again. All right. Now was a time for action. Now was a time to run from Anastasia. That girl was a danger to everything when she had explosives. They finally halted when they reached Damien's car, panting. The other two kids and their fearless British leader appeared just after they stopped. I love the quotes around the fearless British leader. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The first two sentences are what really clued me in to put it in here was, now is a time for action. Now is a time to rush from Anastasia. I mean, if you're trying to go for like that emphasis, but it's not written well enough for that. Yeah. And it's only two and it's back to back. So it's not like you can like start every paragraph with it and do like three paragraphs in a row. And that was as much description as I got. So no judging me. <laughs> This was all information that you had long before this particular moment. So these are our high school era writings. Let's move on to our college era. This is the time where we had worked a little bit. We'd learned and kind of studied writing a little bit more. So we had a better idea of what writing should be, but we really didn't have a good grasp of it yet. And I don't think we had the experience necessarily with reading even as much as writing. Like, I've written a million words since anything I'm about to read you guys now. But I've also read several million words worth of content. And a lot more varied reading. Because when I was writing high school, college, I still basically only ever read YA. And it was very specific YA. So you'll see kind of in the first couple of examples from my college era, this was the Twilight era. This was when the books were huge, the movies were about to come out. This is when I was writing, and I feel like that's apparent in how I wrote, because I was obsessed with those books. Is this the shifter fiction you warned me about? Yes. Oh boy. This is the shifter fiction. My mouth gaped and my eyes grew wide. I sat there staring at him, unsure what I just heard. Is he serious? I mean, he just told me a witch had kidnapped Addie while she, Channing, and Gavin were running around as wolves and cats. What? I finally managed to spit out. (laughs) Okay, beyond the fact that there's like this weird tangential thing in the middle of that, those names... I mean, I had Anastasia and Damien in mind, so... There's a no room for judgment here, but... Yeah, Channing and Gavin? I wonder who I was obsessed with. <laughs> you just told me a witch had kidnapped Hattie. Did we not see that either? 
So I hadn't written that yet. This was my chaos era where I wrote scenes out of order. So I had an idea for a piece of this scene and went, let me start writing that without any writing previously. So yes, we had not seen him tell her Addie was kidnapped yet. (laughs) I just, I say with all affection, your chaos has not diminished. It has simply morphed. (laughs) That is accurate. (laughs) Here, let me go make some chain mail in my downtime. (laughs) I live in a chaos era. She let an opening in her guard appear obviously on her left. Predictably, her opponent took it. She followed through by coming closer past his sword and using her own to bang the flat against the back of the helmet. It clanged loudly even to her. The guard lost his focus, hearing only his helmet echoing the sound. Idalia pulled his sword easily from his hand and threw it against the heavy wooden door, retaining the first one. This is your, you are really hyper-specific about every single motion in an action scene? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to find one of my early fight scenes because I didn't have any from the rats story, but this was my fortress story, which I was since taken off the market, but this was actually the very first book I published. I didn't even have any martial arts training when I put this together. I just watched a lot of like Princess Bride. (laughs) So my choreography was not great anyway. And I did get worse on that before I got better, because once I started learning, I wanted to talk about all of the different things I did. But yeah, I mentioned in an earlier episode, it might be in an extended version at this point, that my early fight scenes were absolutely terrible. And so I wanted to make sure we found one and shared it today. Yeah, it's never good to go play by play. Which like, is exactly what I did. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <coughs> but that's okay. This uh, next description is also not good. Bring it. Channing's face lit up with the smile of all smiles, and he let out a bark of laughter. See what I did there? Gavin glared at us both, but a grin also played at the edge of his lips. Then I got serious again. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. The wolf shifter letting out a bark of laughter? Beautiful. And the smile of all smiles. Yay! It's so cozy. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. For the record, even the best romance writer in the world, this is what romance writing sounds like to me. (laughs) I have such a hard time with romance. And I'm sure they're great and I just need to consume more of it before I understand, but I'm just not going to put myself through that. (laughs) Yeah, and unfortunately, most of my early writing is all romance. Yeah, teenage hormones, that's a thing. Yeah. Mine came out in violence, but that's also not much of a surprise. Actually, now that I think about it, a lot of my current writing is romance-centric, but with a lot of other things. Reasons for them to actually talk besides, oh, we're in love. Oh, he's so pretty. Those golden orbs, (laughs) like liquid gold. (laughs) The smile of all smiles. I need to create a picture of a dude with the descriptions that I've created from past fan fictions. Is there any chance you can reach out to the police department you used to work for and get a sketch artist? Please, I would pay good money for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, anybody out there who has sketch artist capabilities, I need somebody with golden orbs like liquid gold and the smile of all smiles. I am going to point out just a couple of notes that I found that are just not transcribing 
but it's funny to me because I have so many suddenlies and my paragraphing was absolutely terrible. You'd think with all of the reading I was doing at that point that my paragraphing would almost be instinctual because I knew how it was supposed to look. But yeah, my paragraphing was just terrible. And I think that's something that most authors struggle with, because even if you do read a lot and you read physical form, not audiobook, where you can see the paragraphing, it's a difficult thing to really grasp until you start applying it or start studying it. Otherwise, it almost just seems willy-nilly wherever they chose to make a paragraph break. And I do remember, I think it was black and white when I edited it for you. There were so many suddenlies. Yes. Of my books on the market currently, that is the earliest writing of mine. I have a couple of other books that are around the same era that I haven't gone back to. Like my alpha reader has read, I have almost a completed series of novels that I just don't plan on bringing back up. And every once in a while he comes to me and goes, so when are you going to publish Whispers? I don't have any intention of publishing Whispers. I just saw, in regards to the suddenly, I saw in your high school writing a sentence that we did not share. Uh Uh-oh. Suddenly, he had enveloped her in a warm, strange hug. Tanya felt her jaw unhinge. Is she a snake? (laughs) She's supposed to be in utter shock at this display of affection from the creamy British guy. So that was supposed to be a well-written description in my mind of her jaw just unhinging. (laughs) And now it's like she's trying to swallow an egg. It's okay. Do you want to know what I thought was a very well-written description? Yes, please. This was from a story that I started based on a dream that I once had. Because my dreams are crazy. She stood with dignified composure and looked at her husband, a fire of defiance and anger in her eyes. She looked fierce yet regal. Her appearance commanded the attention of all in the room. Her long brown hair was braided with gold ribbons and rested gently across her shoulders and down the front of her. Her dress flowed around her in folds of red velvet and golden silk. As the light from the candles flickered across her, it made her appear as if she was the source of the flame. Yeah, excessive descriptions. I'm saying it now. (laughs) Which, granted, some of these descriptions are actually pretty well written. It's just the wrong time. This is not the moment to be describing her hair or her clothes. Like, yes, absolutely, I need to be describing her regality. I think I bludgeoned that one to death. Because the whole process is that he's going through a coup right now and is charging her with treason, which is why she's, like, super defiant and, But, like, it's too much for this moment. There is too much. And I am sorry, candles are not going to flicker bright enough to make her look like the source of the flame. Unless there's something very magical going on here. (laughs) Yeah, all that red velvet and golden silk better be some magical clothing. Yes. So that's a really good example of why something isn't necessarily bad writing just because it is too much. Again, I actually kind of like some of the descriptions in here. The folds of red velvet and golden silk. That's a pretty good visual for what's going on, but it's not the right timing for this particular description. And timing comes into play a lot for good writing. Yeah, I imagine if I were talking to younger you, 
and giving feedback on this, I would say, if you're imagining this as a movie, every sentence is a camera shot. So are we going to waste a camera shot on a close-up of the dress in this moment? The answer is no. That's not something that you would see on a movie. So that's something that belongs elsewhere when she's maybe donning the dress. Yeah, this is that moment of you show the wide shot of the whole room of her standing in the middle of it, head held high, and then a nice close-up of her expression, of her face, because that's where all the emotion is. That's where the real fire is that I wanted to convey for this moment. You excessive descriptions? Never. Never. (laughs) It's not like that is my entire writing style. You have your moments, but I feel like you're better at knowing what to put when now, for sure. I still have a lot of description in my writing, but I am better about timing. I was mentioning to you before we recorded today that I found that I was doing more descriptive writing in my earlier stuff than I do now. And I was using more elaborate words then. And I think it was a reflection of whomever I was reading at that point. But one of the quotes that I had pulled out was describing the russet brown adobe in this room. There's no reason for it. The character was not that floral. It should not have been in there. But that's not something it wouldn't even cross my mind to describe now. Okay, my last one. The caves surely held no promise of comfort. Hurry, to the caves, Martle whispered, shoving her forward. What was happening? That's a really good question. (laughs) Yeah, she's clearly aware that the caves exist, and she's receiving clear instructions, go to said caves, and she's like, I don't know. And this is the warrior mentor character, and other people are just like, let's go. (laughs) Let's do the thing. Huh? Sorry, I'm also going to call out the next sentence on here that I don't think you shared because it is a perfect representation of our second episode this month, the confusing timeline. Yes, I have several of those in this. Quickly, the knights descended on the wagon to help guide the slaves out, but Idalia received a nasty surprise. Having reached them first, she opened the wagon to a bunch of armed men. And the one after that, just because it's another example like that? Ask me what? Paul asked, showing his face around the corner as he approached. That's an example of the too many things happening at once, the timeline, where he's saying something as he's popping his head out, as he's doing like three other things. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we're going to end this on one of yours because we just did like three of mine in a row. That's true. I am also really bad at dialogue. I always have been. So this is my really bad dialogue. This is one I feel you've grown out of. Your dialogue is pretty good now. (laughs) (laughs) I caught myself a cute puppy, she exclaimed as she bounced around the small clearing. He stood ready to attack, but as he registered her words, he became confused and slightly curious. She looked at him and said, you are mine now. Come, you shall accompany me to my home. You were watching a lot of Saturday morning cartoons at this point in your life, weren't you? No, I was in college. That sounded very Cartoon Network to me. (laughs) Come, we'll go to my home. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) I had really stiff dialogue. I think we all did at some point. Anyway, I hope that our pain has brought you some comfort today. Your pain has certainly brought me some comfort today. (laughs) 
The reason, again, that we shared all of this, all of these bad examples from our past writing and gave you guys loads of blackmail is because we want you to know that writing is a journey. Writing is always a progression. No matter where you started, if you keep writing, you will get better. But you have to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>